On today's episode, starting small with sex toys, when your skinny friend has a fat mouth, and multiple solos? Oh, the irony. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Lori Beth Denberg, and you are listening to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I am feeling good, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I needed a win yesterday. Okay. And I got a win. Got a win. Here's what happened. All right. I was pooping at the mall. Like you do. Like I do. Right. I got my nails done oh, at nice. the place where I used to get my nails done pre-pandemic. Yes. Yes. It's I remember. the Northridge Mall. Yeah. So for the first time a few days ago, I went and got my nails done there. So they are the perfect color. Okay. They're my preferred color. Nice. Um, And then I had to go to the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom stall. I won't get too into the details. Sure, sure, sure. But- I look and I see that there's somebody's phone. Mm. In the on, toilet? In the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> in the toilet. And I go, when did I eat that? <laughs> somebody's phone on like, you know, the toilet paper dispenser thingy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody had left their phone there. And yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I, I posted about this on Facebook, but I had I had an experience years ago where I left my phone on a table, walked away, and this chick would just fucking leaving with it oh wow and this other woman said she has your phone oh wow and i didn't realize i was just so excited someone had my phone yeah that i went over to that girl and i was like thank you thank you and got my phone back from her and she looked confused and i realized afterwards it's because that bitch was just stealing my fucking phone yeah exactly and you know like we were still right there there was no like did you guys leave your phone i was with a friend of mine and when I realized that, I was like, oh, you know, that just that sucks. Yeah. And I know if I found someone's phone that I would like do everything I could. Of then I'm course. like, or would I? Because, you know, it's all well and good to talk about that. <laughs> right. But let me tell you, boys and girls and dear listeners. Yeah, the pooper phone. The pooper phone. I get it. When I go into the bathroom, initially, there's this chicky at the sinks. Okay. She has some um, clothes, and I, like, she's been shopping, and I see the tag. And it's for a store that I know. Okay. And then I go into the, you know, thingamajig, and I right. find this phone, but it's a couple minutes later. Mm. And I go, oh, are you still there? Um, and Just speaking out to the bathroom, well, hoping that she was still funny. there. If she was still there, she would have been like, what? But then this other woman was like... Oh. Are you talking to someone in particular? Oh, no. And I go, yeah, no, there was a woman at the sink, and I think I have her phone. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem. And then I laugh, and I go, I fell in the toilet. Come help me. (laughs) Like, I was just calling out for help in the bathroom. And then she was laughing. It was a nice little bathroom moment. It was a nice little bathroom stall commiseration. And and now I have a new best pooping friend. Oh, nice. But, um, so, okay. So, I have this phone. Yeah. I'm like, I've got to get this phone back 
to its owner. Right. And you can, you're only, I'm, I'm assuming it would be the lady that you saw that was washing her hands and like getting ready to leave while you came in. Yes, I thought so. Because I think she had also, she had clothes. So I think she had changed her clothes. Okay. And that would have made sense that she would have sure. been in the handicapped put, bathroom where I was. Down. And and put the phone down. And so I'm like, okay, I saw the tag of the clothes. I take the phone. I go to that store. Oh, nice. And because there's like, you know, you can't get into a phone. It's all, sure. you know, securitized. Right. You need fingerprints and faces. Exactly. And but there was a lock screen with a picture of a family. And I was pretty sure this is the woman that I saw. Oh, nice. In the bathroom. Sure. So I take it to the store and I say, be a detective with me, lady. Did a woman who looks like this. Now, of course, we're also dealing with a woman who looks like this that was wearing a mask. Right, of course. You know, did someone with hair like this, Yeah. in the last hour she might have been here, and they were like, no, they kind of looked up, you know, because I thought, oh, if she, you know, have we have her information, right. we can email her, whatever. So the chickie at the store was like, you know, you, you could just leave it with, you know, mall security. Right. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't trust it. But um, so she also said, oh, they'll probably call it, oh. which I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah, hadn't thought yeah, about exactly. that. So what I did was I left my name and number at the store in case the chickie called back and said, did I leave my phone there? Right. And then I was just on a mission. Nice. I took it with me. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was also... Leaving town. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was leaving town the next day. Yeah. So I had to figure out how to get this done. My last resort was to take it back to mall security. Right. But instead, I'm talking to my friend Stacy Lee. She's like, well, does it say what cell phone carrier it has? Uh. Which I hadn't thought about. It's like, yeah, my little phone says AT&T. Hers says Verizon. Huh. So this says Metro by T-Mobile. Oh. So I'm like. Stacey Elise, you are fucking genius. Yeah. I was right near a T-Mobile store. I go in, I go, listen, I found this phone in the handicap stall in the bathroom at the Northridge Mall. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it back where <laughs> it belongs. And then they were like, they were totally into my mission. Nice. But they're like, well, it's not a T-Mobile number. You have to go to Metro. Oh. So then, and I, I'm like doing a shit ton of, like, I was getting ready to leave town. Yeah, I had you had stuff to taking do. Taking care of my dad. I have all these deadlines and I'm like, nothing matters. <laughs> I'm getting this phone back where it belongs. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but for some reason I'm picturing that scene from Muppets Take Manhattan <laughs> where Kermit is missing and all of the Muppets, they just, it's a montage of them going, Kermit! Yes. Like, I, this is, I'm picturing you around the Northridge Mall, just like, lady! <laughs> Lady. <laughs> oh, the Muppets take Manhattan is so good. It is. Okay. So I go from T-Mobile. They send me to Metro. I go to Metro. I'm sitting in the parking lot, putting on my mask to go in to right, say, right. now you're part of my mission. Yeah. And the phone rings. Oh. And I kept holding the phone in my hand the whole time. It's like, if it rings, I didn't know if the ringer was off. It wasn't an iPhone. Right. I didn't know how it worked. Right. And phone call comes in. So I'm able to swipe it and answer. And I'm like, hello? She goes, did you find my phone? I'm like, I'm so excited. I have your phone. <laughs> Wait, like, like definitely more excited than a person who had lost it. Right. Like, I don't know. I was just like, I want to do this thing. Yeah. And so they were not far away. And I actually said to them, like, I'll come where you are. It would just be easier. Right. I was at like a little place. They were at Target. Oh, okay. I said, 
you stay there yeah. and I'll be right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then we knew what each other's cars looked like and I drove up and they honk and this girl gets out of the car and runs over and she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like she was so effusive. She was so happy. It was her mom's phone. Oh, and she's like, my mom's even been worse. freaking out. And I was just like, Yes. Oh, this happened. That's awesome. And it's like, what's funny is I could have just waited for them to call. Right. But in the middle, I did this whole encyclopedia Harriet the Spy business. <laughs> right. Like I was going to get somewhere. Right, right, right. And, and I did that instead of doing all the things I needed to get done. Of course. But I just really wanted this to work. Yeah, absolutely. You so, must have felt so accomplished after. I felt Awesome. Like, I was so excited. That's a video game. Like you completed a level. I did. Right? Like that was a beginning, middle, and an end to Good that. Good Samaritan level unlocked. That was awesome. Yes. Then I went to the tire store because my tire light came on. Oh, okay. So everything worked out in the end. Sure. But listen, if you find someone's phone, do oh, everything you can. Be come nice. On. At least, especially in today's day and age where your phone is like. God, everything is on your phone. Oh, man. If I lost my phone, I would freak. I mean, I've been watching Star Wars. I watch it primarily on my phone. Yeah, and exactly. And I got through. Did I tell you where I got to? Yes. Yes. We, we've, you finished. What did you finish? You I finished, finished Solo. You finished Solo. So that means you finished all of the prequel movies. And Clone all Wars. Of Clone Wars, yes. the animated show. And now you've made it through Solo. Yes. Okay, good. Because I will we'll talk about this in a little bit. Wait, oh, you don't want to talk about it? No, now? let's not talk about it now. Let's talk about it. Uh, we're doing a Clark's Corner today. Oh, we are? Yes. And and I knew you were at Solo and I had I really want to tell you an idea. So I really uh, let's save it. Okay. For the Clark's Corner. Oh, okay. I was excited to get into it, but no, apparently no, no. I've been I've been blindsided into a pitch meeting. <laughs> okay. So okay, then we could talk about because we'll I had such later. a good time watching it so far. Yeah, right. I'm super into it. Okay, good. I can't wait to talk to you more about that. But before we get to that, let's yes. get, uh, let's get through the vegetables. Let's uh, answer some questions. Okay. Let's uh let's uh, help some people. Okay. Uh, and the first person that uh, has come to us looking for help is a young lady by the name of Ashley. Ashley. And Ashley has a very quick question, but a uh, pretty uh, big answer. Okay. What are some good sex toys for the inexperienced? I trust your judgment. Oh, wow. You should you should trust not only my judgment, but my experience and hard, hard research. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, wow. You know, it used to be the thing about, are we going to talk about sex toys or COVID? I don't think either of those things have come up in a little bit. In a while. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, we did talk about uh, big dongs last week. We did. But not sex toys. So. You're going to have to be more specific. I talk about big dongs <laughs> each and every week. I have a life outside of you, Clark. Um, okay, Ashley it was? Ashley it was. Okay. Start small. Start, Clark just laughed at that. But what I mean by no, that no, is yeah, like, you're right. you know, if you really never gotten, you know, into that kind of stuff before, you just want to start out, I would say, and I've said this before, a lot of my sex toy action is just about clitoral stimulation right so it's not like a huge you know dildo that's like you know pounding up and like hitting your eyelids right right it's more about stimulation okay. so 
there are all kinds of little, like they're called bullets, mm. like little tiny things that vibrate. Right. Um, and if you really just wanted to like dip your toe in, I would get something small like that. Okay. And just kind of like, hmm, what's this sensation? So and- not not particularly penis shaped, more of like little tiny thin vibrator shape. Well, I'm just starting there. Clark. Okay, well, that's where we're starting. Well, I'm I'm the elevator operator. First floor <laughs> is small vibrating devices. Okay. Okay. Second floor. <laughs> um so yeah, but with any toy um I mean really know what you're looking for. If you have a fantasy, if you have if you know what you're after. Right. You know, honor that. Mm. But um, definitely, if you're looking into clitoral stimulation and vibrators for the you know, for the first time, you can try with something small. I happen to really like. Um, they're generally known as rabbits. They're kind mm. of a. It's a sex toy that is like penis shaped, but also has this vibrating extra appendage. Right. That's a clitoral stimulator, and those are really good. Okay. I've I've had. We've talked about how I was unaware that there was such a thing as a clitoris until I got my first sex toy, and right. I was like, "What? <laughs> What's going on right there?" But if you're nervous, if you're dipping your toe in, start with something small. And then you'll say, oh, I really like that. Or, oh, that wasn't for me. And then you can get bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, and uh, I want to re- reiterate this because we have brought this up, I-, I think, several times before. But it is worth bringing up again. Now is the moment. Now is the time if you've ever been too nervous or scared to go into a sex shop to buy a sex toy now that everyone is expected to be wearing masks, now is your time. Now Feel is free. the time. Go anywhere you'd like, buy anything you'd like, and no one will know it's yours because you will have a giant mask yes. and big dark glasses over your face and no one will know it's you. But then use your credit card and ID to <laughs> bring cash if that's your main concern. But I'm yeah. going to say this, though. You know, obviously, there's a huge stigma. Sex is bad and yep. dirty, especially if you're a woman. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. People that work in sex shops are the best people to ask questions. Yes. You know, the last time I bought a vibrator, I had a whole conversation with the chicky. I was like, you know, what's the speed of this one? Which one is going to have the, you know, I... I was asking her for her help and she knows right. what's up. Absolutely. And it's it's a shame that all of this stuff is so, you know, made so dirty to right. us in our minds and shameful and all this kind of stuff. Right. Go into a sex shop and ask the question. Say, I'm new to this. What would you recommend to get me started? Absolutely. That's like seriously for realsies. And this is, I'm saying, a reputable sex shop, which I know to a lot of people might be an oxymoron. Yeah. But, you know, if a place is weird, dingy with one light bulb that's fluttering on and off. The last place I bought one, I happened to be in Vermont. Oh, really? And I was like, well, let me find out where there's a sex shop. And there was one, which was in the quaintest little old Vermont building. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just like, looked, I mean, you just drove up and it's kind of like wood slats. And this was definitely a farm at some point. <laughs> but let me walk into a plethora of dildos. There's, there's a, uh, so I used to live in a different house before we moved here. Mm-hmm. And in that old neighborhood where we used to live, there was uh, a very industrial area. Okay. And yeah. they had a, 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 studio like a little mini studio they had uh sound stages and these big kind of you know open buildings oh and next door to where the sound stages were was yet another one of these giant big uh, you know costco size buildings and it was a sex shop it was huge is it still there it was like room after room i think they moved it was it was right next to the uh, the freeway. So when you drove by, there was this giant building with giant signs all over it. So it was really recognizable, but I think they literally hopped the freeway and moved oh. to the other side. But it was humongous. Like I, there was entire rooms dedicated to DVDs. There was entire rooms dedicated to, like they would split up dildos and vibrators. Everything I was- I feel like I want to be on Supermarket Sweep, but in there. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, how much can I cram in me in 60 seconds? <laughs> and there's all these, you know, sex puns of how you're supposed to figure out. <laughs> you're not very smelly if you've got to use some- Jelly, go, go, go. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I would encourage Ashley or anyone go to a sex shop. Yeah. Ask, you know, ask the person for the recommendation. Tell them where you're at. You don't have to be like, well, I, you know, my whole life story. Yeah. And this is how I want to get off. Exactly. But they're there to help. And, you know, if it's a place with bright lights on a main street, you're good. Yeah. And you don't feel like you have to go alone. If you want to go with your partner, go with your partner. If you want to ask your priest, ask your priest. There you go. There's tons of ways you could do this. But uh, hopefully one of those will work for you, Ashley, because uh, we are going to move on and uh, get to question number two. Okay. Question number two is from somebody named Tamara. And Tamara says, I lost weight during the pandemic. And now that we're able to socialize again, My friend group is getting together. I've noticed one of my friends puts me down frequently in front of the group. Like that dress is really low cut and those aren't your real eyelashes. I mean, stupid stuff, but I don't know why she puts in these digs. We always had fun before the pandemic, but I'm starting to think she resents me as a formerly fat friend. Do I confront her or ghost her? Ugh. That's Tamara. Tamara? Well, good job on getting some uh, healthiness going during your pandemia. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, This bitch needs to be taught a lesson. <laughs> and you might just be the one to teach her. Yeah. I don't think you need to confront her in that sense of like, your words are hurtful to me. <laughs> and I don't think you need to ghost her. But... If you can, if you've got it, and this is easier said than done for most people, it'd be easy for me. Right. Like, if, call her out in the moment. Like, if she had said to me, well, that's low cut, I would have been like, well, thank you for looking at my hot tits. (laughs) I didn't know you were interested, but let's talk about it later. There you go. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, 
just call her out on her nasty comments. Yeah, in the moment. In the Oh, yeah, in the moment. In the moment. Because that's why, you know, if a dog pees on the carpet, you put his nose in it in the moment. Otherwise, right. he doesn't know what happened. Exactly. And if she needs to get into your tits, rub her nose in it <laughs> in the moment. Because um, just based on the situation laid out, it just does sound like... A little bitchy, you know, putting well, you in your place. Let me let me also throw this out here at you. Let me you know, get your take on this. It's possible that there's going to be a large chunk of humanity that has a bit of an issue going back to normal life. Yeah. A lot of people who are stuck in their houses and stuck at home alone for a year straight and are now starting to emerge and returning to their friends seem to not remember how to act amongst <laughs> friends. You know what I'm saying? There's going to yeah. be some people out there that have a hard time readjusting back to normal life. Maybe your friend is just one of these people that are having a hard time trying to remember what it's like to be friendly and not bitchy to their friends. Hmm. It's just a theory. I don't know. It's it feels like just statistically wise, there yeah. has to be these these people. They're going to have an issue going back to normal life. Yeah. Well, and if that's the case, that's the case. But you can still call her out on it the 100%. same way. Like it doesn't even have to be like, oh, well, I'm so glad you're looking at my tits. Like if she says something that's just wrong, you can be like. Oh, no. Did you lose all of your social skills during the pandemic? Exactly. You know, you could play it that way, too. Exactly. But it's it sounds like some petty mean girl shit. Yeah. And so it doesn't deserve a huge sit down. You didn't say this was my best friend. Right. You didn't say, you know, it's like our friend group is getting back together. She says we always had fun before the pandemic. But that's like, you know, there's tons of people that you have fun with. Yeah, exactly. So if you feel the difference and you really feel it pointedly from her, point your boobs back at her and let her know what's up, you know? Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, I hope that helps. Tamara, let us know how that goes. And uh, hopefully your friend stops being a giant bitch. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> hey, I hope everyone's friends stop being a horrible bitch. I do, too. I do, too. That's a it's a general statement. But uh Let's move on to question number three. Question number three is from Jennifer. And Jennifer says, my daughter is nine and just started sleeping in her own room. I'm super proud of her, but she tells me often she feels like she was kicked out from sleeping with mommy. On top of being lonely because I'm a single mom and I miss co-sleeping with her, how do I handle the mommy guilt that she thinks I don't want her in my room anymore? Hmm. It's Jennifer. Jennifer, thanks for writing in. Yeah. So it's interesting because there are all different, you know, thoughts on the subject. There's the co-sleeping is the thing to do forever. And, you know, but you're and then someone else will say, no, your kid needs to learn how to, you know, pull themselves up by their own bootstraps right. to go to sleep. Right. I don't know why bootstraps you would need to go to sleep. Pull up their own pajama bottom strings. Slipper straps. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you also say that you're like lonely and miss it. Yeah. So it's kind of like. You know, it. you look on the one hand of people that say co-sleeping is co-sleeping and what does it matter? Let's have the family bed. Then you could keep doing that if it's important to you to have 
a goddamn moment to yourself. <laughs> you know, what I was thinking is it's it's not so much. And of course, your kid is pulling on the heartstrings. Right. Mommy, I feel you don't love me anymore. Right. You kicked me out. Like, I can see where your daughter's at. <laughs> I know what's going on over there. Does she need an extra, extra special treat from the. <laughs> I can't have these cookies and you don't love me? <laughs> okay, mommy. Um, What I would suggest, though, is the same reasons why it would be nice for you to have your room to yourself. Yeah. Explain to your daughter that it's good for her to have those things, too. Yeah. It's not just, I don't want you here. It's like, you get to be on your own. You get to, you know read a book that you want to read. You get to have your own private time right? and explain why that's such a great thing. You know, right. we're always busy and we're running around and we're at school or we're at sports or we're at all this stuff and homework. It's like, it's really important to have just some quiet time to oneself. Absolutely. To just kind of be. Absolutely. And if you say, you know, in that vein, like, I'm not kicking you out of my thing. I'm giving you your thing. Right. That could, you know, switch the, flip the switch a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, personally, my wife loves, I know my son's only six, but my wife loves the time that she spends every night. I always do when it's ready to go to bed. I do the first part of the routine, right? Mm -hmm. I get his teeth brushed, get him in his pajamas. Teethies. Do we still call teethies. it that? It's still teethies every <laughs> night. Um, but then my wife takes over. I leave and she and my son stay in his room together, just the two of them. And they have a little alone time. In and there. they talk a bunch of shit about you. They do. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, is, it happens to me That's all the time. That's what me and Lex do when we're alone too. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. This is turning no, no, into no. a lovely, sweet moment. But then, so what I'm saying is maybe you're, you're absolutely right, Lori Beth, the get changing the, the attitude about it and saying, no, 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 I'm giving you something really fun and really good is a great idea, but you can add on top of that. Maybe you do spend 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes uh, alone with her in her room. Oh. So instead of you being together in your room on your bed, go into her room, sit with her, lay in her bed with her, cuddle with her. You can read a book together. Then she can have some of her alone time and then she'll be asleep. And then you just mic drop and take off. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. That's you know, great. That's great. Add on, just adding on top of your advice. Cause yeah. honestly, that's the best uh, too, is to, really change the point of view on it and make sure that the daughter understands yeah. the great stuff she's, she's getting. She's not be having something taken away. Yeah. She's being given That's something. That's huge. And That's not only that, really it's big. like the trust that yeah. I know you can take care of yourself and exactly. that kind of stuff. So. Exactly. I think that's a fantastic way to handle it. Now I want to go in bed and snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know... Sleeping in a six-year-old's bed is not as clean as you'd think it would be. Oh, oh, I didn't mean his bed. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm sure he's going to love that when he grows up hearing about me talking about his bed. Yeah, right. Um, hopefully that helps, Jennifer, because uh, we're going to be moving on. We're moving on. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And actually, I'm very excited because the time has come. <gasps> I, I'm I'm saving a lot of time for this because I expect us to talk a lot. <laughs> it's time for Clark's Corner. Really bitch about Star Wars or obsess about She-Hulk? We'll find out on Clark's Corner. Well, okay. I'm... I'm not going to bitch about Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Okay. And I am very excited because you we did talk yesterday on the phone and you did mention that you were finishing up Solo. Yes. And that you really liked it. I really liked it. See, okay, so I watched the first two movies. Yeah. And then I watched the Clone Wars movie. And then well, I- the show. There's, no, I watched the Clone Wars oh, movie. Oh, the movie, the animated and movie. And then I watched the Clone Wars TV show. Yes, yes. And then I watched- Fucking episode three that oh. was just rough. Yeah, right? Really rough. And really if anyone rough. wants to do this, I really suggest you watch the Clone Wars TV show. Clark was pretty insistent that I watch it if I yeah. really wanted to do things right. And I know why. Yeah, right? Because it added so much depth. So much depth to all of these characters. Yeah. And so going into the third movie, I was like, oh my God, I know the score on everything. But it was rough, man, watching yeah. him turn into Darth Vader. Like, it was really, really dark. The, the youngling. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's just, just, I mean, rough. no spoilers, but the world is a terrible place. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all I know, you know, I know from fandom and from fanziness is that, you know, we hate the prequels. Yeah. And but I'm like, that one was a goddamn good gut-wrenching movie. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful movie. It just I feel like it lacked some of its punch before Clone Wars came yeah, out. Yeah, you know, honestly, I do I because I kind of live tweet my watchings yeah. to just to Clark. Yeah. And I was like, how did people follow this without Clone Wars? Yeah, seriously. It it was it was such a boon to have those those extra, I don't know, 50 hours or yeah. something of storytelling. So you know the relationship between Mace Windu and Palpatine, yeah. right? You know these relationships that you- super awesome. Uh, so, so great. So then I did that, and then I watched Solo. Yes. Which I thought was the most fun of all time. Yes, I'm so glad you liked it. I really liked it, too. It gets a lot of uh, shit talk on it, and I don't know why. why. I don't know. I mean, people do say that they do a lot of fan service, and there's a lot of, like, cheeky moments where they're trying to say like oh this is why he always shoots first you know well, good so, if you have enough fans to make your money back on a movie then service them i agree i agree i feel fully serviced uh, good i'm glad you do i actually was really sad because i you know i i love i have all these big ideas okay right we've talked about this is what i i always do on clark's corner i talk about some of my big ideas mm -hmm. talked about Quantum Leap yes. and all this stuff. I had such a badass Han Solo story before they came out with this movie. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, they should do this. They really should do this. And I'm trying to pitch it to my friends. And I don't know anyone that's going to get it made. So <laughs> nothing happens of it. And they, they give it to these other guys and they make the Solo movie. But after finishing watching the Solo movie, mm -hmm. 
my idea still works. What is it? So here's my idea. Okay. So now we end, you ended the solo story where he was kind of Han Solo now. Yes. Right? He was in the Falcon. He had Chewie. Yeah. He, they were going to be, they were kind of scoundrels for, for hire. Mm -hmm. They weren't bounty hunters, right? They aren't killing people or rounding people up. They're just scoundrels. Stealing stuff, smuggling stuff, that kind of stuff. So they're going around the universe and being cool, badass smugglers, right? Yes. They get sent on a mission to do something and somebody gets there before them. Uh-oh. And Han Solo sees this person that's maybe in their cloaked or robed or masks or something. and Whatever they're trying to do, this guy gets away with it first. Oh. They go to a next job. This guy's ahead of them again. <gasps> they go to a third job. This guy's constantly ahead of them. Finally, He's Han Solo a step ahead of us. Gets to this guy and fig find, you know, tries to figure out who this person is that's always ahead of them. And he meets some older uh black gentleman who's named, I don't know, something goofy like um Mink dildo or whatever okay. we want to call it but we the audience members instantly recognize him as sam jackson mace oh. windu is still alive okay. and in the last time we saw mace windu he was being shocked by the emperor just as yeah, the emperor was turning fell out the window and then uh, anakin cut off his hand and he oh, flies out the window that's right but here's the thing you watched a hundred hours of Clone Wars. How many times do Jedi die when they're falling from a tall height? Yeah, not Never. a lot. They don't die. They jump from planes onto the ground. That's yes. their thing. They can <laughs> jump from really high places. So why would we assume that just because the Emperor Palpatine threw him out a window, hmm. that now he's dead? Okay. Makes no sense. So what if he, Mace Windu, Flew out the window, and by the time he got the strength back, well, now all the Jedi's are he dead. He flew out the window. He flew out the window. <laughs> uh, he, Order sixty six happened. All yes. the Jedi are dead. Oh, that was so fucking. He rough. has nowhere to go. He starts going and, and building a new life for himself. Okay. Now, you haven't gotten to the sequels yet, but there is one scene in the first five minutes of the first sequel. Okay. Where we meet Kylo Ren. And you know what Kylo Ren does? What? Somebody tries to shoot Kylo Ren from behind him. Okay. And he hears it happening. He turns around and uses the force on the bolt, on the bullet, on the laser that got shot out of the blaster okay. so that it's hovering in midair. Oh. And so I'm starting to think, what if... Mace Windu, and this is more of like the, you know, a blazing saddles of like the old <laughs> gunslinger that's like, you know, the retired grumpy old and guy. horribly racist. Yeah. Um, he starts using a blaster instead of a lightsaber, but he's using the force to basically make himself the fastest gun in the universe. Ooh. Where he can shoot from wherever and then use the force to guide the bullets. Oh, nice. Right? So everyone just thinks he's this amazing sharpshooter guy, but he, in actuality, he's actually a Jedi that's just using the force to manipulate the bolts. So now he meets up with Han Solo, 
they get along and he becomes a little bit of a mentor. Okay. And they, of course, you know, have to meet up back up with Lando because I just want Donald Glover in the second film oh my because God, he was how amazing. Much do I love Donald Glover yeah, every minute of his life. Just amazing. So you bring back uh, Donald Glover. So now you have Lando, Mace Windu, and Han Solo working together to steal some huge diamond from some big thing. Ah. And you make it like a, an Ocean's Eleven type uh, heist movie. I like that. Right? All right, let's do it. I thought that would have been the most amazing solo movie, but then I really liked the solo movie that came out, and then I thought, shit, it could still work. Yeah. Just put it after the events that happened in the first movie. Because there's still, like, how much time transpires between the end of Solo and Rogue One? Years. Oh, really? Years. Years. So there's plenty of time to have multiple sequels that take place before we ever meet Han Solo. And I want to see them all. Right. They were all so good. Samuel Jackson, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you're the one with the pull to do this. Seriously. I Because the, that's the other thing is that Sam Jackson has stated publicly several times he'd love to go back to playing Mace Windu. Right. And how cool would it be? You know, the best Star Wars is when they're not copying something else, but when they use other material to kind of base Mm -hmm. their storytelling on. So the the best part of the Mandalorian, which you haven't gotten to yet. (gasps) No spoilers. No spoilers is that they use a lot of old Japanese samurai movies as the basis for the storytelling. Gotcha. And it heightens everything. Everything becomes so much cooler because it's like, based on tried and true methods of awesome storytelling. I agree. So you'd do that same thing and you'd find an old Western, right? Where there's the old cowboy that was like, you know, the fastest gun in the West. And now he's training the new kid and it's, you know, Robert Redford and whatever (laughs) it is, there's gotta be tons of awesome old cowboy movies like this. You kind of base the story around that and solo too. Solo 2, the Solaning. The the Hananing. The Hananing. <laughs> I like that, man. I would watch those. Uh, the, I don't know the actor that played Solo. Yeah, I don't know Solo. his name is, but he, he was, was great. great. He was so fun. It so was, good. You know, it just, I was talking to a friend of mine about uh, the Back to the Future movies. Yeah. And how the best thing about Back to the Future 2 was it made me feel like I had this inside joke with the universe. Right. Like when we'd get Back to the Future 2 and Marty's running around a corner and you see the Marty going from the first movie, what was going on there. Right. And it was like, oh, I know all this stuff that's going on. Right. And that was just really cool. And that's how this, you know, solo felt, felt yeah. to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's how all this stuff felt to me. I mean, even the prequels, when you go and you realize, oh, you know, I know how this is going to end up. Right. Because I have four, I know five, this, and six under my belt for 20 years. This little boy is going to become Darth Vader. <laughs> exactly. So, but especially with Solo, it was, and I can see why people be like, oh, it was fan service. But like, yeah, give me more. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm a you fan. Know, when they started talking about the Kessel Run, and yeah. I'm like, he's done it in 12 parsecs. <laughs> I, I, this is happening. I'm seeing this. Right. I was very excited. It was just really, really fun. I did text Clark at one point um, Han was flying it was later in the movie yeah, like should it or should I go wrong but like Han is flying and just real cocky and he goes 
I've got a very good feeling about this. Yeah. And I just texted Clark, I love this movie. Right. They, It's like they're having fun with it. Yeah. And you can was, see it. It was a lot of fun. So it, it, is it like the most cinematic quality film ever? No, but it's fun. It's just a fun popcorn movie. And I yeah. love it. I agree. I agree. I think it's great. Excellent. Well, so that was my idea for Solo 2. Uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, somebody's going to hear this and go, oh, I know George Lucas. I'm going to get this made. Excellent. But, uh, probably not. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our final question of the day. Uh, and this is actually an anonymous question. So no name. Okay. But, uh, here it is. I've been with my boyfriend on and off for 10 years. We have two kids together. I also had a son before him that stays with us part time, which is an issue. My boyfriend doesn't like my oldest son's dad for no reason besides he's a talker and swears and says some things in front of our kid, but he's not a bad guy at all. I really want to keep the peace with my ex, but my current boyfriend hates him. Anyway, anytime I bring up an issue I have, my current boyfriend has to turn it around on me. He talks bad about my family and none of my issues get fixed. I'm severely depressed and never say anything anymore because I don't want to get yelled at. He goes into work, comes home whenever he wants, and he's always drunk. I've been apart from my kids before with the split and I hated it. I also can't afford to live on my own. He also talks shit about my oldest, who's honestly so unbelievably sweet and causes zero problems. I want to know how I can talk to him about my issues realistically. Ugh. Yeah. I'm going to bring up something first. Which oh, I've brought it up before, a theme that we hear specifically from women. Mm. I'm in a bad situation, but I can't afford to live on my own. Yeah. It's just, it makes me sick. Yeah. It makes me sick yeah. to keep hearing that. Anonymous, from just hearing your side of the story, you're on again, off again, piece of shit boyfriend yeah. is a piece of shit. Yeah. And the most important thing is your kids. Of course. Which I know you're saying, you know, you've had to be separated from them when you've split up in the past because your boyfriend is on again, off again. It sounds like you have tried to deal with this man and he's an asshole. Yeah. And drinking, doing whatever he wants, taking you for granted, you abusing you with anger. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, I have a real, this is a real sore spot with me when I, in a past relationship where I would say, you know, I'm having this problem. And it's like, well, what about what you did? Right. You know, and getting this anger back at me right. to set me off guard and oh. to make me doubt myself. Right. And it's like, I wish that I could have just been like, you know, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. But in that moment, you know, he knows what buttons to push. Right. And, and it's know. coming from a, a loving, quote unquote, person that cares for you. Yeah. No, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And by the way, Anonymous, so is your boyfriend. <laughs> so, you know, see, you're not married. I don't yeah. know what the legalities are. Yeah. But if you were to try to 
end this relationship, you know, and say to a lawyer or whatever, well, this horrible guy who gets drunk and comes home whenever he wants, uh, I don't really want him to have my kids. Right. Now, this is all way easier said than done, way <laughs> yeah. oversimplified for yeah. you writing this one question to me for a podcast. Right. But I just had this gut reaction. Mm. You know, it's not about getting your your ex and your current boyfriend to get along. It's, you know, you don't have a problem with your ex, with your, you know, son's father. Right. And you know your kid is a great kid. Right. So if this piece of shit is talking, you know, talking badly about your son, it's, you know, it's not his son. Right. He's just trying to push away everything that's maybe not his, not his domain. Right. And, you know, you're depressed. You're in a bad situation. How do I talk to this guy and realistically be heard? You don't. Yeah. I'm sure you have. Yeah. That, yeah. That's I'm sure you very have. true. And, you know, it came back on you and it's like, yeah, this is real easy for me to say, you know, kick him to the curb, girl. Right. You need a hero, right. not a zero. Right. And I know that's not how life works. Right. I know that's not how mortgages and rent right. and custody and all of that shit works. But if what's missing in this anonymous is any agency from you saying this is a bad relationship. Right. This is you know, emotionally abusive, whatever you want to call it. I want to get out of this. Yeah. And because you just, I hear you saying, well, if it only could be like this and it's about my husband and my ex or, you know, my, my son's father and my current boyfriend, it's not right. It's about your relationship and what it's doing for you and what it's doing to you. Well, she even says it in the second half of her question. I mean, she she strays from the the ex and talks about how the boyfriend talks bad about my family. She's severely depressed, but never can say anything about it because he would yell at her. Yeah. Like there are way more other signs explaining how horrible this dude is. Yeah. Uh, than just his relationship with the ex. I feel like the relationship with the ex is kind of a moot point. Yeah. It's just one of number of different reasons that kind of show that this isn't working very well. Yeah. And that's what we like to do. I like to do me and anonymous, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. and other people is to ignore the entire problem and focus that this one little thing, like right. if I could just get them to be friends, everything would be so much better. Right. And it's like, no, the problem is that your boyfriend is an asshole. Yeah. And I don't know to what degree. Right. I don't know. You know, you, I know and, what you've told me. And it might be part time. Right. Maybe he's that kind of guy where he's only an asshole 30 percent of the time oh, yeah. and 70 percent of the time. He's hilarious and yeah. fun. There's still a big problem that he is horrible 30 percent of the time. Yeah. You are not depressed because your current boyfriend doesn't like your ex. Exactly. You're you're depressed and feel stuck and don't know what to do because you're in a bad relationship. Yep. And if you can try to. Consider that. Yeah. Just even consider that. And and that does then lead to a lot of scary questions and a lot of scary, you know, 
possibilities of what's going to happen to me if I do admit it. Yeah. But it's very important that you really admit this to yourself first. Yeah. Because then there's no chance of any movement of any improvement unless you're actually looking at the actual problem in front of you. Yep. And that's what I don't hear in your question at all is, you know, you're, you're just going, which a lot of people do, especially a lot of women. Like, I just want to make sure everyone's happy. I want everything to be okay. I want to fix it. How can I work this? And it's like, you don't, Yeah. you don't, you know, fight a losing battle to try to make someone, you know, a good person right. when they're not. Right. Exactly. And you take care of yourself. You take care of yourself. Everyone's like, oh, you know, my kids are the most important thing to me. And that's yeah. true. But it's also like, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your kids. Right. And I think that anonymous, you should look into putting yourself first, even if you're just thinking about it. Yeah. Putting yourself first and thinking about where you are in the situation, how it affects you, how it affects you emotionally, how right. it affects you financially, how, right. it, you know, everything and take it from there. And you don't have to do any of that alone. Yeah. I would suggest if you don't already look into, you know, getting a therapist, look into getting someone to talk to. Yeah. Because I we've talked on the show a lot about. I can't see myself clearly a lot of the time. Right. I benefit from going to therapy, from laying things out to an objective, caring person. Yes. You know, who's interested in my mental health, who's interested in helping me make progress. But that's a forum where I can lay things out and even... You know, I end up saying things that I'm like, oh, my God, I know that's bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know that's bullshit. Right. Like, anonymous, you'll be like, um, my boyfriend comes home whenever he wants drunk. How can I get him to acknowledge my feelings? <laughs> you don't, you know, but in the in the, you know, intricacies and all of the details right. that go into your personal situation. Going to therapy or getting someone to talk to would be a really great way to lay it on the table yes. so that you can look at it and really kind of find your footing. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like I was a little harsh, like, you know what, Anonymous? Your boyfriend's a piece of shit. <laughs> Move out now. I don't care what. But, you know, obviously, not obviously, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. I know what it's like to be in that situation where yeah. you're making justifications and you're saying, well, but is this good? Is this much is good and that much is bad? And that is really hard, especially when you're looking at things like, you know, can I afford an apartment on my own? Right. Can I get my kids? All that kind of stuff. Right. So I don't mean to just make this sound like some, you know, high school jerk boyfriend who's right. like, you know, goes to play with the guys instead right. of spending time with you. Cheated on you with Shirley. Exactly. Um, so try to take care of yourself. Find a way to start acknowledging yourself and where you're at. Yeah. And everything else will kind of spring from there. I yeah. have a feeling. Yeah. And if you do break up with him, give him my number because I think <laughs> I can fix him. <laughs> well, that seems like the perfect place to end today. I have good self-esteem. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. We really appreciate these questions. Thank you, Anonymous. That was very personal and uh, we appreciate it. If you have a question or decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. We love all of these questions that you're sending us. So if you have a good one, send it to us at askgloriebeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at askgloriebeth. Or just leave us a message with your name and where you're from at 1-855-336-2374, 1-855-DENBERG, or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, and at the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on on Fanbook on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, you can book me for a personalized video for your loved one at uh, cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Yep. And you can um, hire me to babysit. I could use some extra cash. <laughs> Just let me know what's up. I could take pictures of your wedding. There you go. You know, my phone's camera's pretty good. Yeah. It'll work out. Hey, she took great pictures at my wedding. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question question there. Thanks for listening.